Good morning. Today is Wednesday, January 12, 2022. Kriyas Yamsuf, the splitting of the Red Sea, the major narrative of our Parsha of Bashalak this week, is permanently etched into our Jewish consciousness through a Yom Tov, the second Yom Tov of Pesach, the seventh day, and for us the seventh and eighth day of Passover, is the Yom Tov that celebrates this occasion, this event, this miracle, and it's etched into our consciousness in our daily praying the prayer of Az Yashir, the song of praise the Jewish people sang when they successfully came out on the other side and were saved by God. What's the message that we should take from this event? What is it that we should incorporate into our lives as a result of this event? So here's one approach. The Torah tells us in our parsha, the Jewish people had just left Egypt a few days ago. So seemingly, right, everything is great. Exodus, miracles, they're free, they're safe, they're away, everything is okay. But Paro changes his mind one more time. And Paro takes his army and chases after them. And Paro reaches them just as Vayasigu Osam Chonim al Hayom Sus Paro. The entire army of Paro reached the Jewish people just as they were camped beside the sea. So they're surrounded on all sides. Behind, on all sides, are either the Egyptian army, Paro's army, or in front of them, the sea. There's nowhere to go. Paro Hikriv, Paro and his army came closer. And the Egyptians, the, the army of Paro is is marching forward towards them. Vayirumo, they were exceedingly frightened, which I think every one of us would relate to. Exceedingly frightened. Vayitzaku b'nei Yisrael el Hashem. And they cried out to God. Because what else are you going to do if there's no hope? If there's no answer, what are you going to do? You cry to God. It's a situation where there's no way out. There is no solution. There is no hope. There's no future. So that means that the promises that God made to Avram and to Yitzchak and to Yaakov, over, finished, gone. The entire exodus from Egypt with all the miracles and the plagues and everything that happened is for nothing. It's over. Everything is over. By Yomar Hashem Moshe, God says to Moshe, Ma Why are you crying out to me? First of all, just the form of these words. What do you mean, why are we crying out to you? I mean, what else is there to do? Why are you crying? It's, that is, it's as if God is surprised that the Jewish people would be praying to him and crying out to him at this moment. Not only is God saying, don't cry to me, he's saying, why would you even do that? God says, Daber b'nei Yisrael, vayiso. 
tell the Jewish people, go. Go, travel, go, go forward. So Rashi has an incredible comment. Rashi says, what the message that God is giving them is, Ein lahem ela lisa. All you have to do is go. All you have to do is walk forward. Walk. She'ein hayom omeid bifnehem. There is no sea in front of you. I mean, but there is a sea in front of them. The words just boggle the mind. There is no sea in front of you. Just go. Okay, but obviously, everyone was afraid. It doesn't make understands. It's understandable that the Jewish people should be paralyzed with fear because you're telling me there's no sea, but there is a sea, and there is an army coming, and there's no escape. And our rabbis tell us that one man, Nachshon, Nachshon ben Aminadav, Nachshon the son of Aminadav, Nachshon, one man jumped in and the water parted. Now, we know the story. We know the sea can split. But Nachshon did not know that. No one had ever imagined that this would happen. And Nachshon jumped in and the waters parted. So listen, please, to the way Rebetzin Yamima Mizrahi explains this. All of a sudden, something started happening. Something that no one could believe would happen. It is splitting. It is splitting. It is possible. And you take one step into what a moment ago was the sea, now is dry land, and another step, and another step, and soon you exit on the other end. And in the meantime, right, because the waters, after the Jewish people traveled through, the waters closed back over the Egyptians. In the meantime, you leave behind all of the sorrow, all of the trouble, all of the enemy soldiers. You really have to picture this in your mind's eye. Picture yourself walking through, not believing what you see because it's incredible. It's impossible. But you're walking between, as our sages explain, as the Torah describes, you're walking between those transparent walls of water and you're not believing what you're seeing on either side and you find your own path to freedom. And here's the key for us. Every one of us needs 
a splitting of the Red Sea. In our work, in our health, in education, in marriage, in relationships, in individual affairs and in national affairs, we must believe that it is possible to change and to be changed, even, I would say, especially when the way it appears to us is that there is absolutely no hope. It is possible to exit from the other end of the sea, to go out from the narrow straits to well-being. Rebetzin, Yamima Mizrahi. So that is the bracha, the blessing that is bestowed on us by this event. That is what we can take from it to improve our lives going forward. That we can transform our situation this week, this month, this year, in ways that we had never considered possible. It's an amazing blessing that we receive from this event. But here's what makes it unique. And that is that the bracha comes from us. We jumped in. We caused God to split the sea. The sea split in response to Nachshon jumping in. We caused it. But as you are watching this scene in your mind's eye and you are standing there with the sea in front of you and the army behind you, and you're watching this video of yourself standing there just before the euphoria, just before Nachshon jumping in, just before the water split, just before we discover that we can find our own path to freedom and well-being just the moment before, imagine the fear. Imagine what it feels like to hear God say, there is no sea in front of you. <clears throat> there is no obstacle. If you jump in. Would you jump? Because that's the only way to the other side. That's the only way to get this blessing. To be willing to do something that is so frightening, that is paralyzing, that you have to overcome because that's the only way you will make it. John McCain famously said, Courage is not the absence of fear, but the capacity to act despite our fear. So let me share a story with you. It is a prosaic story. 
<clears throat> and I present it as a mashal, a metaphor, to be able to relate to this bracha, this blessing that we receive from this narrative. And Sarah Tuttle Singer tells this story, and I'm going to try to tell her story in her words. Twenty-two years ago, something bad happened to me, she writes, in a pool at a friend's house. And I guess I've never made peace with it because ever since then, the smell of chlorine literally makes my heart race and my stomach churn. It has taken years to be able for me to sit near a pool, forget about going into one. It is my greatest fear in life. Fear of swimming, fear of water. My greatest fear, she writes. <clears throat> Someone said to her, why don't you go to a psychologist to deal with it? And I said, listen, I have enough issues. And this is kind of the least of all the things I have to worry about. Okay, fair enough. I would watch my kids splash around in the pool like seals, trusting the water in their bodies while I would sit near the edge with my heart in my throat. I couldn't go in. But last night, at the American Colony Hotel, which is in Jerusalem. And the moon was a lemon wedge, and my issues and I sat outside as moonlight rippled off the edge of this gorgeous pool, and the entire world smelled like orange blossoms, and with zero reservations, and with all my clothes on, I dove in. My heart exploded in my chest and I could hear every thump of breath ringing in my ears. And it was the best. I lay on my back and floated and a heavy piece of me broke off and floated far, far away. In my entire life, this was one of the hardest things I have ever done to choose a new way of being in the world over fear. To change my state from being someone who was afraid to swim to someone who just gets up and dives in. And I made this decision in exactly the right place and time, and the waters were perfect and sweet. And as Jonathan Kestenbaum notes, when we left the house of bondage in Egypt and came to the Red Sea, we had to dive in first, in perfect fear, and in perfect love, and in perfect trust before it could split for us and we could walk across not just safely but to the promised land. There are moments in the life of each of us 
where we are confronted with our greatest fear and we are paralyzed by that fear. Often we are unable to jump in and we remain stuck. And that is understandable. But sometimes with the bracha of this event, we can summon our inner Nachshon, our inner Sarah, and jump. My friends, I want to wish you a great day, and I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.